Good evening. Welcome to Wednesday evening chapel. We, you're, you're doing still just fine. It's the second week of fall term, and everyone's over syllabus shock. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, just, just checking. Um, the speaker of the evening is Dr. Jayat. He is the Vice President for Campus Academic Services. I think all of the folks who have come just the last two years met him at orientation. Would everybody wave hi to Dr. Ott? Looking forward to hearing what the Lord has to say uh, to us through him. Uh, stand and let's repeat our theme together, shall we? Hear my Lord, purify me. One more time. Hear my Lord, purify me. Let's pray just a minute. Make it so. Amen. Amen. Let's pray together. Father, we come before you tonight with great encouragement. Because, Lord, we stand here as living testimonies already to your purifying work. And we are confident that he who began a good work will complete it. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Well, I hope you're all proud of me. I finally did it. I called my doctor today and made an appointment for my annual physical. Um, I won't confess, I guess I am confessing, that I didn't do this last year. Okay. Now, to understand how big a step that is and how important it is, you need to realize that there is a strong history in my family of prostate cancer. Of five boys in my dad's family, Three of them, who are already dead, had prostate cancer. Two of them died of it. This summer, my father was diagnosed with it. After he was diagnosed, uh, as is the standard medical practice, the doctor wanted to uh, be sure and to uh, get an as accurate and precise a determination of what his actual medical condition and need was before he made any kind of prescriptions of treatment. And so the doctor ordered just a, a humongous battery of uh, x-rays and MRIs. Now, 
this standard practice in the medical field reflects a spiritual principle for us. And this principle relates directly to our chapel focus for this trimester, which is purity. In our pursuit of purity, we must first be willing to subject ourselves to intense examination by the great physician. A perfect example of this principle is in our primary text for the year, Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah was the high priest. He was a very religious individual. We can even say that he was extremely righteous. And among all Israelites, all sons of Abraham, he was one of the most well-respected. He was the supreme spiritual leader for the nation. But did you notice what happened when he stood in the magnified presence of God? As the indescribable light of God's glory and holiness penetrated, permeated Isaiah's entire being, it was as if a spiritual x-ray exposed the deepest hidden aspects of Isaiah's heart and soul to the scrutiny of God. Through this scrutiny, a moral and spiritual tumor was exposed. The tumor of unclean lips. It would be fair for us to conclude at this point that uh, the tumor was still quite small. After all, uh, the, the tumor had been undetected by Isaiah as he went about his, the, the daily duties of his ministry. There were no telltale symptoms that raised red flags to the untrained eyes of casual observers that were around him, Isaiah was still the picture of perfect health. However, as small as the cancer may have been, deep in his soul was a malignant mass, a destructive Mutation was slowly building, cannibalizing all healthy tissue around it. If left unexposed and untreated for too long, 
the prognosis for Isaiah would have been fatal. Before Isaiah could be pure, this impurity had to be fully exposed to himself and to the Almighty God who resides in the Holy of Holies. So what does all of this mean to us? In our own pursuit of purity, we must present ourselves without any self-preserving guardedness or delusions to the penetrating light of God's holiness. How many of us here tonight uh, have ever been through the process of an x-ray or an MRI? All right, you know what it entails. You know that uh, the preparation process alone can be rather disgusting and humiliating. It begins by drinking in this, flushing out that, sticking the you-know-what in the you-know-where. All of which tends to make our bodies do things that none of us want them to do. Then as if that's not bad enough, they stick us in a little room, have us stripped down, put on a gown that doesn't flatter any part of anyone's body, <laughs> just so that they can parade us around naked in front of perfect strangers. <laughs> which, come to think of it, might be better than having to parade around people we know. <laughs> you don't want to have to stand up on a Sunday preaching to somebody who's seen you in that gown on Friday. <laughs> Amen. Amen. This kind of personal exposure that precedes purity is never comfortable, pleasant, or easy for any one of us. It is not an appealing prospect to stand totally exposed and vulnerable before the all-seeing eye of an indescribably holy God of the universe. But it is the only way. If we want to find the cure for the deep destructive diseases that plague our soul. What then is God's prescription for such soul healing? There are two standard procedures that the great physician requires. The first is given to us in Hebrews chapter 4, 
verses 12 through 13. Hebrews chapter 4, verses 12 through 13. For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. God's first prescription for spiritual diagnosis is to expose ourselves to the light of his glory reflected in the Bible. However, for this to be effective, we cannot approach the word casually with dull and distracted senses or defensively with hardened hearts. Instead, we must approach it humbly, submissively, as David did when he wrote in Psalm 139, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. The second procedure is given to us in James chapter 5, verse 16. James 5, verse 16. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. For the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. God's second prescription for spiritual diagnosis is to develop close relationships of accountability and encouragement with like-minded believers. However, we must be sure to select believers with whom we can be completely transparent regarding our struggles, our pains, our shortcomings, even our spiritual failures. We must also choose persons who have the emotional objectivity and the spiritual wisdom and insight to see the very first symptoms of hidden spiritual disease. And they must also have the love, 
and the courage to speak honestly with us about these issues. Now, please understand me, understand God. The aims of these two prescriptions are not to heap judgment and guilt upon ourselves. Instead, their simple purpose is to bring the diseases of our souls into the light of His Son, where we can expose them to the healing grace of the great physician. John 3.16, verses 3.16 through verse 22, expresses the truth of this spiritual principle beautifully. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. Hear this. This is the verdict. This is the diagnosis. Light has come into the world, but men loved darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what he has done has been done through God. Amen. Therefore, we are all faced with one critical question. How long has it been since you've been to the, to the physician for a thorough, thorough examination? How long has it been since the deepest and darkest recesses of your soul have been totally exposed to the light of God's inexpressible holiness? God's prescription for purity is available to each and every one of us. Sometimes <laughs> the hardest step is just making the appointment. Isn't it time we began reading the x-rays?
stand and sing with me. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood was shed for me, and that thou bidst me Don't take a year of, of hearing your wife <laughs> plead with you. Call the doctor. Call the doctor. Don't take a chance. First, you hear the Spirit's voice saying, Now is the day of salvation. It doesn't matter where we are in our walk with Jesus Christ. It doesn't matter if there's been one or two works of grace in our lives. <laughs> God's purifying work in us will continue until Jesus Christ returns. And the great news is that through Jesus Christ, we have the altar of the Holy of Holies with us everywhere and anywhere. It just needs a willing heart to say, here am I, just as I am.
Let's pray. Lord, how sweet are the promises of your word. That are all yes to us who are your children through Jesus Christ. How precious is it to walk daily in the presence of your Holy Spirit who calls us into your presence, into the indescribable light of your holiness. Not that we might be condemned, but that that light might shine in and through us as a purifying work. That what the world sees, we might proclaim that you have done this. And it is in the name of Jesus Christ, our risen Lord, that we praise you and thank you. Amen.